Welcome to the Communicate for Good podcast, where leaders on a mission to make the world a better place come to talk and learn about how communication, language, and words can help increase awareness, revenue, and impact with less stress and more joy. I'm your host, Erica Mills Barnhart, and I'm so excited you're here with me. Let's dive right in. Welcome to the Communicate for Good podcast. It's me, Erica Barnhart, your host, and I want to talk today about stress. I do. Let's talk about stress, baby. I was working with a client earlier today, and we were unpacking stress. And I was saying to her, stress doesn't equal success, right? Stress doesn't equal success. And yet, We are socialized to believe that it serves us, right? That in order to be successful, in order to achieve, in order to get through the to-do list, we must be stressed. And that's not true. Sometimes it is true. But often you can get through, achieve, produce, whatever it is that needs to happen with far less stress if you release that belief that stress equals success. So I want to talk about what is stress, the different types of stress, and then how some some ideas for how you might manage it. So stress is a psychological and physiological reaction, right, to an event or condition that is considered a threat or a challenge. Thank you, better up for that definition. And so what we need to manage this to keep it in check is mental fitness. So we want to witness the fitness. Is that from a song? Where does that even come from? But it's just so fun to say. In this, for today, we want to witness the mental fitness, okay? And this is so important to you, to us as individuals. So like personally, it's so hard on our bodies, right? But the other thing about stress is that it's contagious, right? And so sure, you can think back in the past 24 hours, probably and find an example where you were rolling along in your Zen den, your mental Zen den, and then you were exposed to somebody who was super stressed and you can feel, right? You can feel your stress levels elevate. And to a certain extent, that comes from a really beautiful, caring place where you're like, you're, oh, you know, I see your stress and I'm kind of taking that on, but reminder, you are not in charge of other people's emotions. As a leader, you may want to figure out, is there a way I can support you to reduce your stress? But fundamentally, you know, all of us, all of us are wandering around and it's on us to, to manage this. So it's contagious. So, and it really, I mean, just stating the obvious, it can contribute significant negativity very quickly because of the contagion factor into your team, the organization, and really undermine, in fact, your ability to be successful and to be happy along the way. Okay, so let's talk about types of stress and how you can manage it to be healthier and happier as you move forward. And I just want to say like this idea, like when you first start sort of wondering, I'm going to at the end talk about this. Do I need to be stressed? Is it ser- is it truly serving me? can feel that just this idea that you could walk through, I mean, the environment, the world right now, 
is by definition just packed with stressors, right? That they are everywhere. So the idea that you might be able to experience them differently and from a place of much more calm kind of feel either just like bananas, like what are you talking about, Erica? Or like a trust fall. Like maybe you're curious at this point listening. You're like, well, what would it be like to just decide? Because to a certain extent, this is about agency. This is about the choices that you're making. Like I'm just going to decide to not be stressed, to do the thing that needs to be done, but from a different energy. This can feel very uncomfortable. So I just, I wanted to name that. So let's talk about, there's actually, there's two big types of stress. E-stress. I don't actually know how you said that properly. E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S is one type. That's positive stress. The other type is distress. Okay, so let's talk about positive stress a little bit here. This can feel like expectation or excitement or anticipation. This is like, I've had a new job, but I'm transitioning into the new job or a promotion. So it's like exciting and also kind of nerve-wracking, right? So planning a wedding, but something where the benefit is worth the challenge. Importantly, often, stress is finite and with a clear, it's over moment. Okay, I day one of the job or whatever, you know, we said I do, whatever the thing's going to be. So it's finite. And also, it can lead to growth, right? So if you're faced with a challenge that's like just outside your comfy zone, uh, what Lev Vygotsky um, referred to as your zone of proximal development, you know, like you can nudge yourself professionally into the, or whatever, you know, maybe say you're training for something, you know, a run or whatever. You can, you can decide like, I'm going to, I'm excited about this. I want to make this happen. And that, and have that positive energy, right? It needs to be in that zone of proximal development and finite. So that part's so important, especially against this backdrop of, you know, so COVID is no longer a health emergency, okay, but it's still just everywhere, right? It's still so pervasive. It's made its way into both our conscious experience, but our subconscious minds just don't feel as safe, right, as, as we did three years ago. So it's against that backdrop. And so I really, I, I appreciate being able to say, is that like a just outside my comfort zone in that zone of proximal development, does it feel exciting or does it feel like, oh dear, right? And you can set yourself up for success by creating that just enough reach. And you can do this if you're leading, you know, your team. I think that's a really powerful concept. I'll tell you, um, so I'm recording this and we're coming to the end of the quarter, you know, at the, at the University of Washington where I teach. And I have the honor of teaching something called Capstone. Um, for our master's students. So the capstone is in many ways, the culmination of their two-year experience. They're doing a project for a client. And so they know how to do analysis. They know how to write. They know how to do many of these things, but they've never put it together in the same way. And many of them have, have never done a consulting engagement. I love this. I like watching the growth that happens for these teams is an honor. It's just a straight up honor. I don't know what else to say. They are amazing. And, you know, I have the privilege of, I've been doing this for a while. And so I can be like, you're going to make it. 
and you're not just going to make it, like most of the time you're going to knock it out of the park. And I say this at the beginning and I can see the students are like, mm, okay, uh-uh, you know, because it just feels like like the great unknown. But if they are properly supported, they get to have that, oh, you know, that sense of satisfaction. Like I did that thing. And seeing them as individuals and, and teams get to new levels of leadership and scholarship is amazing. Um, but they, they are then set up with that zone of proximal development. I mean, I don't know when we were having the curricular meetings if we referred to it as the zone of proximal development, but that's exactly what it is. Like, we know you can do this and you're going to have the supports in place to get there. Okay. So that's positive stress. Now let's talk about the type of stress that for the most part is bad. This is negative stress. And then I, you know, I'm not a stress ex- expert by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm just going to talk very high level. My hope is that you will take away like one thing from this podcast that you're going to be like, okay, I am game for trying this. Okay. So just keeping it at high level. There's acute stress and then there's episodic acute stress and then there's chronic stress. Acute stress is like, holy schmoly, that bus is coming at me. I'm going to jump out of the way. Right. But once the bus has passed and you're safely on the sidewalk, this, your stress response dissipates. You know, you kind of go back to baseline. Some people, if you um, are doing public speaking, some people will experience acute stress in this way. And then once you, you know, you can almost like you walk off the stage or it's over, you can feel that, right? Acute episodic is, or episodic acute, I forget which order that goes in, is when that comes up again and again. And that can turn into chronic stress. And, and this is really what we're seeing unprecedented levels of. Uh, and, and part of the reason for this is the flip side of that. Ooh, stress is time stamped. You know what it's going to come to an end. But chronic stress, there's like no end in sight, at least from where, from your vantage point, right? And this is where therapy and coaching and people with other, your friends, right? Your colleagues, this is where perspective can be really helpful because maybe there is an end in sight, but it, but it oftentimes won't feel like it. So ongoing caretaking responsibilities, systemic inequities, like a fast, ever-changing environment, uh, long-term medical conditions, relationship issues, you know, all of these are examples of chronic stress. Um, And so what do you do? And I'm not even going to spend time going into the, the, the negative health impact of chronic stress. I feel like this is pretty, um, you know, May, it's it's May, so it's uh, National Mental Health Awareness Month. And I'm so grateful to people who, you know, have advocated and destigmatized mental health. It's just, you know, we can talk about it so much more openly. High level chronic stress equals bad, bad for your health, bad for your health. And I say this as somebody, you know, I'm still a work in progress when it comes to all of this. I do have to say I'm about to, to talk about the seven stress busters. And I I do all of these things all the time at this point. They really do help. But I had to go through that transition of being like, okay, if I want to be healthier, how can I shift my relationship with these things when it's within my control? And I just want to say, there are instances where it is outside of your control. So this is, these are things, every, every, all seven are things that are within your control. And, but that there are instances where that's not the case. So I do just want to name that. And many of the bigger picture conditions, I mean, 
We'll just stick with COVID because it's easy, shall we? None of us haven't said, we don't have any control about when that's actually going to calm the F down, right? Really, truly, and not be just ever present. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm still yet to have a week where somebody didn't say, oh, you know, I have to, I just had a COVID exposure. It's still all the time. So what are the seven stress busters? Number one, top of the list, exercise. Now, what I was reading um, and have seen pretty consistently, if you're like, "Mm, exercise, the hard task, no thank you. This doesn't need to be you like, you know, going hard. It's like 20 to 30 minutes of, you know, walking, not even brisk walking. That's good for cardiovascular, but just just walking at all. 20 to 30 minutes, you know, take yourself for a little toodle around the block. Um, Mindfulness and meditation. So being present and figuring out how you can stay here and not hop, skip and jump into the future, which is a very stressful um, endeavor. That's number two. Uh, number three is therapy and coaching, you know, sort of an obvious one. And I guess that perspective taking, but also being able to be given other skills that are specific for you, personalized to you. Super important. I, I, I would not be the person I am today without my longtime therapist. She's been life changing for me. Definitely. Number four, time management. This is interesting because when I read this, I was like, I needed to like read a bit more to I don't know. It wasn't an intuitive one on the list. Then I was like, oh, I just think it's not a strength. Like, since if, if you if you are proactively managing your time, you're not late for appointments, you know, so you don't feel that rush, which really can be stressful. So I thought that was that was an interesting one. And, you know, that's calendar management to a certain extent. Yes, things pop up. You know, I just had yesterday somebody had booked a uh, a call with me. And they didn't show up, you know, so I pop them notes and, you know, you okay, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like crickets. So I, and I was really concerned. It turned out they were fine. But like, I think that we can hold greater grace now um, than maybe we could before for thing. Life really like bops us on the head with great regularity. So again, this is like what's within your locus of self-control and your calendar is, except for one thing. And then yes, things pop up, but um. This is something I work with a lot um, with my with my clients and also sometimes with students, uh, which is just calendar management. I mean, is it sexy? No. Does it reduce stress? Yes, it can. So that was an interesting one, um, just because I hadn't quite connected the dots in that way. Five, time in nature. Time in nature. And time in nature can be like you don't live by a park or whatever can be taking, I know this sounds kind of weird, but it's like super lovely, taking it off your shoes and barefoot in the grass. Very, very fabulous for stress. And there's a, if you're intrigued by that, you can put feet in grass, stress, and you'll get all the science behind it. But I recommend that as a shortcut if you'd like are really short on time is to go put your tootsies in the, in the grass. Six, eating healthy, you know, and that, that, could, that means different things to different people, but the connection between diets and what you put in your body and your stress is well-established. And then number seven is connect with friends and family. Really prioritize it. This became more challenging in the past three years, and so it takes more effort. And when you're in a stress place, and if your stress has moved on to anxiety and depression or anything like that, planning like that, because you just be like, ugh, ugh, no, because it's effort. 
Also, I talked to a lot of folks about, we're still a little out of practice with the whole like, oh, hey, you're in person, 3D. So this number seven, it's like, yes, in theory, that sounds great. But that can also sound like one more thing on your to-do list. So you get to decide, you know, you get to decide which of these seven feels like it will be healing and healthy for you. And when you're like, no, that actually will, you know, calendar management, that sounds more stressful. Okay. Like, you know you best. So as you're moving forward, post listening to this episode, you know, just noticing when you're, when you're feeling stressed. And, you know, for lots of folks, it's sort of an all the time thing. So it could be, it can be hard to even see it. And this is where you could ask your safe, your safe people, how they perceive your level of stress. And then here are some questions, right? Like a biggie for me is, is this stress serving me? Right. Cause sometimes we, we feel we're like, we're just used to feeling stress. So if that's you, sort of a shortcut can be to put your hand on your heart and take three deep breaths with the exhale, with the, yes, the exhale being longer than the inhale. The hand on the heart, right, is uh, just a, a easy way to bring your central nervous system back online, calm it down. And then when you ex, when your exhale is longer than your inhale, that's saying to your body, we're okay. And if you think about this from a long-term perspective, like if you're running from the tiger on the tundra, there's no long exhaling happening, right? You are like head down, I'm doing the thing and I'm panting, okay? So this is sort of the, the opposite of that. The other thing is to look up at the horizon. Um, this also goes back to the tiger on the tundra, which in some ways we've come so far, in other ways, not so much actually. Because again, if you're running from the tiger, you're not like, check out the vista. <laughs> yeah, like, there's no time for that. So those are some, wait, just some little things that you could do to, to shift the, the feeling in your body away from the stress, right? Just to calm them, slow it all down, calm it all down. And then really notice the thoughts you're having about a given situation, right? So if you, if you hear your, your self-talk is like, I'm never going to get this all done. I'm so far behind you know, whatever those things are, those are thoughts and that you may be like, no, but it's true. I'll never get it all done. Maybe, but is that thought serving you, right? Is that thought serving you? And how does that thought make you feel? If it's sub-awesome, guess what? You get to rewrite the thought. You might shift that to like, I have a lot on my plate and I got this. So, this is many years ago now, literally half a lifetime. <laughs> and I was in my first graduate program, the dear, this dear friend who is a dear friend to this day. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't think I can get through this. And I was really, I mean, I'm pretty, I've always been pretty good at making it through a to-do list, right? And I, I will never forget her saying, has there ever been an instance where you didn't get it all done eventually? And I was like, well, but this may be different. She's like, just answer the question. And I was like, no. She's like, okay, you're going to get it all done. It's going to happen. And there were, it was such a loving observation and question for her to ask. And now I would shift that, right? And ask, do you truly need to get everything that's done on your to-do list? Is there anything that if it doesn't get done, it's actually okay? Can you prune? Can you delegate? 
really ask the question, do I truly need to get everything done? Because there's, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, right? This idea that the fear is real, the danger is not. The fear is real, but the danger is not, right? So if I don't get through my to-do list, is there danger in that? Or am I just afraid of like failure? Like really dig into that. Because what our minds, our minds conflate the stuff that you may be having, like I can't get this all done. That's a, that's a thought that's fear-based. It goes right to conflating that with the danger that's like you're going to lose your job. Which when you think, think about it that way, it's a, it's a pretty big leap, right? It's a pretty big leap. So that's, those are my thoughts on stress. And like I said, my hope with this episode is you just pluck one nugget or two or three. I mean, if there's more than one, high five, fantastic. <laughs> and trying new things can be stressful. And so I want you to feel that ooze stress about the idea of this week, I'm going to try one new thing, right? You get to decide the time frame, So you have control over the timing, which is important. Um, as we discussed, pick one thing and see, see what works for you. See what doesn't work for you. If it works, put it on repeat and then maybe try something else. This is, as always, an invitation to learn, to grow in a way that serves and supports you. Awesome human and awesome listener. I love hearing from listeners. I love hearing like what you tried, if it worked for you, if so, how, if like what you were like, wow, actually never again, like all of the above. I would really, especially on this topic, love to hear from you. My email is in the show notes. And that's all I have for this episode. So with that, I will say do good, be well, and I cannot wait to see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Communicate for Good podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you would right here, right now, go rate and review the podcast. Your review will help even more purpose-driven leaders, teams, and organizations learn how to use words to change the world. To find more ways that communication can help you increase awareness, revenue, and impact, head on over to www.claxon.communicationnos.com.